of our, our life-building series that we're putting together is, is we've been talking about making decisions. We've been talking about the attitude. We were talking about priorities. We were talking about your health. And I want us to talk a little bit today about making quality decisions. But let me open in prayer. Will you do that? Father, we just thank you, God, for what you're doing. God, I, I just ask that today that something will open up in us. Today, that a burden will be removed, a yoke will be destroyed, but we'll hooked up to you, God, because, Jesus, you said that your burden is light and that your yoke is easy. So, God, we operate in that today. God, I ask you to open hearts, minds today to receive this word, because according to your word, you said in Isaiah that it would go out and do what it was planned and purposed to do. It's not going to come back to us void but it's going to fulfill what it was intended to do. Let this word hit the target. Let it be put in fertile soil. Let it hit the bullseye in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You know what? We were ta- we've been talking about a lot of different things about making good decisions and looking at core beliefs and, and really coming to an understanding about the decisions that we make. Because today matters. A lot of times we get looking in the future. We're like, well, we're going on vacation, so we're looking towards vacation. Or, you know, we've got, uh, we've got this coming down the road, so we're going to look towards it. Or, or, or we've got school that's going to be starting up again. And I know, you know many parents are, are saying, you know what, school's already out. Now we're ready for it to start again. So we can get so focused on the future that we forget about today because today does matter. Today is the day of salvation. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody say today. See, we have to understand and realize that we need to continue to do what God has called us to do today. Jesus said that my burden is light and my yoke is easy, and and I want us to be able to hook up with him. We're going to talk a little bit about making good decisions, and this is in every area of your life. So there's going to be some areas in your life that this is going to speak to you. It's going to speak to you in certain areas, and just let the Spirit speak to you this morning. Amen? Specifically, I'm going to look at it, and we're going to keep pressure on debt release. And I know many of you are like, here he is, talking about getting out of debt again. All right? Because I know that you cannot do what God has called you to do if you're in debt. The Gideons is an example of that. There are businessmen, and they pay their own money, their own way. They take care of their own things. And if they were in debt to where they couldn't do that, Bill, there would be a lot less people doing that. I want to encourage you to even when you get out of debt, here's something that I do when I go into hotel rooms, is I make sure that there's a Gideon Bible in there. If there's not a Gideon Bible, why don't you call down to the front desk and ask them where it's at? Because I know that there's been some opposition of hotels now saying, oh, no, we don't want you to put it in. Or if we put that in, we've got to put this Muslim Bible with it, or we've got to put this Mormon Bible with it, or all these other things they've got to put with it. I opened up a drawer one time, and there was three different Bibles in there. There was the Holy Bible and two other fake ones. Come on, somebody. So what I did is I took that Holy Bible, and I opened it to Romans chapter 10, and I highlighted verses 9 and 10 and put a $5 bill in it. Now, it might have been the person that cleaned the room that got that, but I let them see the money. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on. Are y'all hearing me? Come on. The Bible tells us to be, to be wise as serpents and gentle as a dove. The enemy will attract you with money. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to put this money in there, sister. And I believe that somebody's going to say, ooh, there's a $5 bill, and open it up. And when they open up the Bible, what's going to be highlighted? <laughs> 
I don't know, but I'm just guessing. What do you think of the percentages of chances are that they'll read that scripture? It's a very high percentage, isn't it? If you opened up a Bible and there was something highlighted or a book and there was something highlighted and it was jumping off the page at you, the chances that are a lot better that you're going to read it than they are that you're not. Amen? So I'm excited about what God is doing. So I want us to look a little bit about and talk a little bit about debt. In 2004, we said we are putting war against debt. We've had people that, don't, that, that are upset with me because I talk about finances. Upset with me because I want them to, to utilize their finances in a godly way. So no way, it's the same way with their life. People that are upset with us because they, they, they won't utilize their, their body the way God wants them to utilize it. Come on, somebody. And, and you can take this and you can apply it to every area in your life. So when we're talking about making good decisions today, we're gonna, I'm going to refer that to getting out of debt. But the Spirit's going to show you in different areas in your life where you need to make better decisions. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, get ready. We've got to make some good decisions because our life is a lot of decisions. You know, we're going to have a difficult time obeying God if we don't make good financial decisions. God might tell you to sow into Gideon's International or other missions or other areas in your life. God might, might say, you know what, this sister needs $20, and you'll take $20 out of your pocket and reach in your pocket, and there's no money in there. Well, you know, God, I would obey you, but I don't have $20 to give her. I've been there. I've been in that situation where the Spirit of the living God has said, you know what, I want you to do this for them. And I'm like, Well, how am I going to do that, Lord? So I want us to look at finances a little bit. I want us to look at debt. I want you to see some things today because it's vital for us to get in position for God to be able to bless you and bless others, and he'll do it through you getting out of debt. Say, I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I've got plenty more to put in store. Now, some of you, we're walking by faith on that, aren't we? We're saying that and knowing, I owe, I owe, I owe. And like the bumper sticker says, off to work I go. Amen? So I want us to begin to look at these things. And I'm not going to talk a little bit about a firm's principle on debt. We're going to talk about biblical principles on debt. In the kingdom of God's system, things are done differently than the world's system. Amen? See, you've got to make sure that we don't accept this position of being in debt as a way of life. The world wants to put it on and say, it is a way of life, that's just the way it is. You're always going to be in debt. You were in debt when you came in the world, you're going to be in debt when you go out of the world. We cannot accept that position. 90%, over 90% of the church or the believers are still in debt. And my question is, why? My parents, they didn't, they didn't have a credit card. Did you, you know that? Do you know why? Because there was no such thing. My parents, when they went to the grocery store, they paid cash. Are you with me? They didn't charge it on a credit card and then say, oh, my car broke down, so I better use my grocery money for my car and then make payments on grocery bills. There was no such thing. Credit cards were not invented. So I'm telling you, credit cards 
are not God's best way. Let me say that. They're not God's best. So, you know, Pastor, you know, I utilize credit cards. I think there's a way that you can utilize credit cards as a tool, and they can work for you, and you don't have to work for it. Some statistics I recently was, was reading over that there was a time even four years ago that the average credit card debt was $2,000. How many of you would say $2,000 is a pretty big debt on a credit card? Okay, well, that was four years ago. How many of you would, if I would tell you that, that two years ago that the average credit card debt is now $6,000? How many of you know recently I found out that the average credit card debt is close to $9,000? That's talking about average debt. Now, that doesn't mean that the the credit cards that I have, I have no balance on them or I have a balance on them. It's paid off within the 28 or 24 days. Be careful because you've got to look at your credit card because some of us think it's 30 days and know they're charging interest after 24 days. Come on, somebody. You've got to look at the fine print on that. So when we get into this, and I'm not here to teach about credit cards, but as we learn biblical principles of making good decisions, we're going to look at that a little bit more. But what I am after is that why is the church in debt? Why are so many people in the church in debt? Because we have accepted that it's just the way it is. We've been taught to go ahead and accept it. We've been taught to say, you know, it's just the way it is. There's really not much you can do about it. No, 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 that's not true. There is a lot that we can do about it. The world system has taught you to accept it. The world's ways have taught you to accept it. The world system allows you to continue to be in debt. It is designed to keep you in the walls of containment. How many of you know that if, if every person in here, let me ask this question. Think about this. If every person in here was out of debt, wouldn't that be great? If we said tomorrow we're going to be leaving to go to India, and, and how many of you can go? And you were out of debt, had all your needs met, had plenty more to put in store. How many of you would go to India tomorrow with me? Okay, that's awesome. Now, how many of you, those of you that raised your hand, if you're in debt, if I said tomorrow we got to go to India, but you still have your house payment, you still got your car payment, you still got your furniture payment, your dog payment, your grocery payment, your, you know, you got shampoo payment and nail payment and, you know, all these other things and furniture payment. You got all these different things. You would say, I want to go to India, Pastor, but I can't go right now. We want to get to the point where we can obey God because when the Spirit of God speaks to you, and says, it's time for you to go to India, you kind of look at it and go, uh, you better do something with this then. You better do something with my debt. And God says, you know, I've been having pastor preach on getting out of debt since 2004. Those principles, you got to get a hold of them, amen? So 2008, you can go to India, or 2009, you can go to Africa, or you can go to Brazil, or you can go to China. You can do those things that God wants us to do. In order for us to break free from the spirit of debt, you've got to come to the point that you no longer accept it. No longer accept it. She can say, yeah, because she's now out of debt. Amen? Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen? She's, you know what? It's like, now look, just because she's out of debt, don't come up and hit her up for some money. We're a real church. Amen? Because that's what happens. There's times where we're like, you know what? I got a, I got a bonus of $5,000, and somebody will come up to you and say, hey, man, I heard you got the bonus. Can you fix me up with a little? I just need 200 man. Got a good idea. was going to do this, and I just need 200 So let's not do that, all right? 
Let's not operate by that. Let's have integrity, but we can no longer accept that we're in debt. I want you to understand this. It's not accepted by God. Didn't Jesus pay our debt? It's not accepted by God. I want us to look at that. And, and because it's easier to give when you don't owe, when you're not in debt. It's easier to give, isn't it? When offering times comes around, <laughs> taking up the special offering today. Oh, no, I'm in debt. I don't, I don't, you know. It's a whole lot easier to say, you know what, I'm going to give an offering. Great, because I'm not in debt. Not a problem. I was just wondering what I was going to do with this 50 extra dollars I had in my pocket. I might as well give it unto the Lord. It's a spirit, and we've got to come to the place where we won't accept it. We've got to get this this morning. We say no, that this situation is unacceptable in my life. Now, there is a power, there is a a force that can get us out of this situation. There is a place where you can get where you'll never go back in. I don't know, but I have made some inner vows that I would say, I'm never going to go do this again. I'm never going to go do that again. I am not going in this area ever again. And there's some of you that probably and may have already done the same thing. Because we've got to get to the point where we say, you know what? I'm getting out of debt. I'm going to have all my needs met. And I'm going to have plenty more to put in store. This power that I'm talking about is the power of the Spirit of the living God. I'm here to tell you that there is a power that is able to remove the burden and destroy the yoke and no longer no longer is this thing going to be acceptable say i'm coming out of debt come on say it like you mean it coming out of debt you know we've got to look at that and there's many times we're like you know what i'm i'm, I'm gonna get this thing i'm gonna get one out of debt i'm gonna i'm gonna get to the point where you know what i can do the things that god wants me to do in order for us to do this today we're going to look at an actual process in some steps to get out of debt and this is the first one we're going to look at is making a good decision the first step that reason why 90 percent of the church people are in debt now is because they will not take the first step take the first step i want you to meditate on this this week i want the things that we're going to talk about i want you to get it into your spirit I'm not here to thrill you and chill you. I'm here to weave it and sew it and get it in to your spirit so you can begin to look at things in a different way and say, you know what? I am, we are going to get out of debt. Turn with me to Romans chapter 13. I want to look at verses 7 and 8. Many of you are familiar with Romans chapter 13 verse 8 because we've talked a lot about that. Romans chapter 13. The decisions, the good decisions that we make today are going to give you a better tomorrow. The good decision, let me put it this way, the quality decisions that you make today are going to give you a better tomorrow. Verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 7 says, Render to all what is due to them, tax to whom tax is due, uh, custom to whom custom is due, fear to whom fear, honor To whom honor is due. Verse 8. Say it with me out loud. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Let's stop right there. Let's do it again. Let's say it again. Ready? Read. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. I want us to owe nobody nothing but to love him. 
Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if I owed nobody anything except for to love them? And you know what? That love is a whole lot more than any money I could have. Come on. So when we begin to look at this and we see the principle that's in the Word of God, how many of you realize debt is responsible for breaking up families? One of the things we know after being pastors for 10 years is that debt is responsible for breaking up families. Debt is responsible for stressing people out to the point that they'll even commit murder. There are people that have committed murder that are on death row and have been executed, and the reason they committed murder was because of the debt, the financial burden in which they were under. Fathers working so much that they don't even know their children. Because I owe, I owe, I owe, and off to work I go. Because we're not making good financial decisions when it comes to debt. All the time, God has provision for us to do battle with this thing called debt. God has a provision for us. We've got to make some choices today. We've got to make some choices today. We've got to put a plan together. We've got to say, you know what? We, we can do this thing. We can get this thing out of debt. We can begin to pop this thing. See, it's more than just coming to church and saying, can God do something? It's more than just coming to church and saying, can God do something? It's coming to church and say, God is going to do something. God will do something. And I will come to church. And I will learn. And I will praise. And I will worship. And I will work on my relationship with God. Because then he'll begin to release wisdom. He'll begin to release revelation into my life. And you'll make good decisions. Somebody say quality decisions. We want to be able to continue to make quality decisions. God will do something in our lives. So the number one, the very first point that I want to weave in your spirit is to make a quality decision. I believe that we can begin to make quality decisions and expect to get out of debt. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one is to make that quality decision to be debt free. Make that quality decision to be debt-free. And in order to make that decision, you have to decide. Say decide. Now, we have to make a decision. We have to purpose in our heart. We have to decide some things. And this word decide literally means, and I'll have him put it up for you, but this word decide literally means to settle. It means to determine the conclusion or issue. To settle something. I have decided to follow Jesus. That's settled. Come on, somebody. Some of you may not have settled that yet. That needs to get settled. I have determined, I have settled, I'm following Jesus, and I'm not going back. Anybody with me say amen? Amen. amen. There's a few of us here that say we're not going back. No matter what happens, no matter what difficulty. See, a lot of times people will come to Jesus, and they'll, they'll have a come to Jesus meeting party, and they'll come to Jesus because things are bad in their life. And if it doesn't get any better, they say, well, I tried that religion stuff. It didn't work. They didn't really come to Jesus. Come on, somebody. When it's bad in my life, I'm still going to hold on to them. When things aren't good, I'm still going to hang on. You know what? When things even get better, I'm still going to hang on. I know some people that have come to Jesus, and then things got better, and you don't see them anymore. To de decide means to settle. It means to determine the conclusion or the issue. Here's what decide means. It means 
to make up one's mind. Make up your mind. Are you in or are you out? Well, we've gotten to the point with this fellowship, we're not begging people to come to Christ no more. Not doing it. I'm sorry. Not going to do it. Please, please, you dear Jesus. Please, please come to church. Please. Not going to do it. You know why? They have to decide. Because you beg people, they come into church, they'll come one or two times, and they've not purposed in their heart. They've not decided to settle it, that this is what I'm doing. I am following him no matter what takes place. So that's why we see people come to Christ, and then a few years later, you don't know where they're at, brother. Can I get an amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody seen this? Maybe you haven't seen it. Maybe you're not looking. Maybe you need to be looking. But you've got to make up your mind, I am getting out of debt. Say, I'm getting out of debt. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? It was a, a few years back, we, we said get radical with some stuff. And, you know, and people sold their cars and they sold these things and they had massive garage sales and, and got rid of the stuff that they had in storage building. And it's amazing what, you know, some people will pay to store. You got some junk in your trunk and you pay to store it. There's sometimes people will store some stuff in a building or in a garage and the time that it takes and the labor that it takes and the money they spent is worth more than what they got stored. Turn your neighbor and say, he's telling the truth, you know. It's a decision. And you might be in the valley of indecision right now. You might be trying to, you know, I do want to get out of debt, but boy, that new furniture really looks good. I do want to get out of debt, but boy, I'd like to have one of those, you know, refrigerators that are silver and stainless steel and that you can touch and... You know, and it'll tell you exactly what the temperature of the day is. And how much, I don't know if they have a refrigerator like this, but they'll probably come up with one, you know. A little touch screen on it and everything else, of course. You know, it'll cost $20,000 you to put in your house. You know, and if, if that's, and you, you, you can buy it and pay cash, good for you. <laughs> Amen. We've got a purpose in our heart. We've got to be, get out of the valley of indecision. Here's the valley of indecision. See if this, this rings with you. We leave church one Sunday. Where do you want to go to eat? Honey, it's okay. Wherever you want to go to eat. Well, it's wherever you want to go to eat. Where do you want to go? Well, let's go eat somewhere. You want to go to eat? No, you pick the place to eat. No, I, yeah, I picked yesterday or last week. You pick the place. No, I'm going to speak. This is the valley of indecision. So we're sitting at the, entr- at the exit of the parking lot deciding well, maybe we should go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, I've already had chicken, but you know, maybe we should have pizza. No, I had pizza a couple days ago or last week. And we're in the valley of indecision, sitting at the parking lot. Does this relate to anybody? <laughs> Wayne's standing up in the back, waving his hands, and I've been there, done that. And there's times where it's like, you know what, honey, you decide. And she'll say, okay, we're going to go eat pizza. And I'll go, well, I don't know if I really want pizza. Well, then don't let her decide. Come on, somebody. So we're in the valley of indecision. And a lot of times we are in that valley when it comes to debt. We're trying to decide. Yes, I want to get out of debt. Yes, I'd like to have the rewards. Boy, I would really like to be able on Saturday to be able to sit in my house and not look at my caller ID because a finance company's calling me. There's some of you may be in that situation. I would really like to be able to receive a call from my bank, not thinking it is waiting on a payment. Come on, somebody. So you get in this valley of indecision. 
And you know where indecision leaves us? <laughs> well, when we were trying to decide at the restaurant, we were kind of stuck there in the parking lot for a few seconds. It seemed like, you know, 10 minutes, and I thought, well, everybody's going to be backed up behind us. But you know what? It just leaves us nowhere. We're kind of stuck, and God doesn't want you to be stuck. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, because we can begin to look at all the opportunities that we have to make different decisions in our lives. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. We're going to look at verses 19 and 20. See, there's something released in the realm of the Spirit when you make a decision. When you decide, things begin to happen. When you can't decide, then a lot of stuff just doesn't happen. And this happens whether you're a believer, whether you're not a believer. When you decide, things begin to happen. Okay? So I want us to realize and understand that something happens, especially as a believer, heaven gets in agreement with your decision. You have to realize sometimes it's the small things. The Bible says it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. See, and is it possible here today that you could get out of debt? Is it possible that we could get out of debt? Is it possible that we could live debt-free? Now, I know that's a big jump for a lot of us. So let me ask you a question. Is it possible that the only debt that you could be paying on would be a house or a car? Is it possible to get to that point? Is it possible to get the credit cards paid off? Is it possible to get the loan companies paid off? Is it possible to get the hospital paid off? Is it possible to get the legal fees paid off? And I've had some people that go, what are you, why are you putting legal fees down there? Because, you know, some of us have been in jail, and we get out of jail, and there's some legal fees when you get in jail. Come on, somebody. And how many of you know that system just wants to keep you down, hold you down, keep you broke, busted, and disgusted? That's a system that wants to do, and you've got to break out. Somebody say break out you got to break out, but you're not going to break out unless you make some quality decisions. You're not going to break out unless you make quality decisions. So we can get out of debt. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to witnesses against you today. Hmm. And I have set before you life and death. Do you think this is a choice? Isn't it? I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. So choose life in order that you may what? Live. You and your descendants. Man, I could just, I could preach for an hour on this. This scripture right here. First of all, I call heaven and earth. I believe that according to the scripture here, according to the the constitution of our government, which this is our government, right? The government shall be established on his shoulders. And you're an ambassador for Christ, right? You're an ambassador for Christ. Then according to our constitution, it says heaven and earth is recording some things today. Hello? He says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death. How about this? That maybe God has set before us debt or out of debt. See, God's not going to make you do it. My heavenly father is a heavenly father. He's not a hard taskmaster. He doesn't slap me around and say, I told you. 
There are times where God can get in my face and say, you know what, that was, that was wrong. And I'm like, Lord, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, sometimes we argue with God like, no, God, it was right. like, your motive was wrong. No, no, my motive was right. No, I'm arguing with the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, the creator of heaven and earth. And if he says my motive is wrong, my motive's wrong. He said, I've set before you life and death. <laughs> I love how God even directs us. I've set before you life and death. Oh, by the way, psst, choose life. Hey, in case you don't know, in case you're in the valley of indecision and you're not really sure where you're going to go eat or whether you want to get out of debt, psst, choose life. Whether you want life, whether you want death, hey, by the way, psst, choose life. He wants you to have life. He, and he tells us he wants us to have life. So he calls heaven and earth as witnesses today. And I believe that heaven and earth is recording us getting together today to make a quality decision. And he says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life in order that you may live. You, now does it affect you or does it affect your descendants? According to this scripture, it affects you and your descendants. Wow. I look at this and I see this. So he says, therefore, choose life. Do we desire to get out of debt? I desire to be out of debt. I desire to be out of debt. I'm not talking about business debt because there's a different principle that's, that's there with business debt. But personal debt where you consume stuff, where you're just a hyper-consumption, I'll get into that in just a minute. How many of you are tired of being oppressed by this spirit of debt? Anybody? I got one, two, three, four. Okay, now look, I don't want to make you do this because heaven is going to shift today. Heaven is going to record some things today. So it's up to you. If you want to participate, great. If you don't want to participate, that's up to you. If you want to participate and make some decrees in heaven today to get out of debt, I'm just going to ask you to stand up. Because we want to make heaven and, heaven and earth is making, they're witnessing today with you right here, right now. Let's make this decision. I want to make this decision Right now, say this, in the name of Jesus, I decide right now to be debt-free, to be free from the bondage of debt. This is my decision right now, today. I'm not backing up. I'm not quitting. I'm going after debt in Jesus' name. Now, let's give the Lord some praise. Amen? You, you've made a commitment. Look, you have made up your mind. You can be seated. You've made up your mind that no matter what happens, because here's, I'm going to tell you exactly in some of your situations what's going to happen. Tomorrow you're going to get a bill in the mailbox, and you're going to have to decide whether you're getting in debt. Tomorrow you're going to get a Chase card or a Citibank card or something else, and it's going to offer you 0% interest or 3.5% interest, and you don't have to make a payment until... <laughs> Until 2009. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, tomorrow there's something that's going to happen, or next week there's something that's going to happen that's going to entice you to back up on the decision that you've made. Here's what else has happened. Angels in heaven, angels are bumping, they're moving, they're, you're sending them forth, they're going out to perform the word of God that's coming forth. There is things that have shifted in heaven today because of your declaration. The Holy Ghost is moving. Come on, somebody say, the Holy Ghost is moving. And he's moving on your behalf. He's moving on your decision to make that decision. When you make that decision, I'm telling you, things 
go in action. It's kind of like the man that had palsy, and, 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 and he, he said, Lord, can you heal me? And, and, and Jesus said, can I? You know what I mean? You just make the decision, yes, I, I, I want to be healed. And he said, well, I will heal you. That's the will of the Father. The will of the Father is for you to be out of debt. The will of the Father is not for you to be in bondage. The will of the Father is for you to be free from those things that have held you, that have pulled you back, that have brought you to a point where you said, you know what, God, I I need you, but the enemy is just kicking your hiney, if I could say it that way, and he's pulled you back, or some of the decisions that you've made have brought some consequences on you that you don't want to have. And we get killed in bondage. It's the will of the Father for you to be free. Somebody say, be free. It's the will of the Father for you to be set free. Well, let's look at verse 20. Verse 20 basically says this. By loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and by holding fast to Him, for this is your life, I love that, your life, and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give to them. It is God's will for you to be out of debt. Say that. It is God's will for me to be out of debt. Again, it is God's will for me to be out of debt. It's God's will. I'm telling you. And when you realize and understand that, you're going to have to operate differently. Those of you that stood up have some commitment. You're going to have to, you've made the decision, you're going to have to operate differently. You're going to have to operate like a barefooted priest. Do you know how a barefooted priest operates? They have to watch where they step. Oh, I can't step over there. Oh, I got oh, I got to step over here. If you were barefooted and in a in a in a field that had stickers, would you watch where you step? You're going to have to watch where you step from today forward. You're going to have to be like that barefooted priest and go, I can't step here. I got, I'm going to step here. Oh, there's a path. I'm going to stay right over away from that stuff. And I'm going to get right here. Because things have shifted. They have shifted today. You've got to be willing to leave your program. Let's look at this scripture again. There's three things in the scripture that I love. By loving the Lord your God. You want a choice? He gave you a choice. Choose life, choose death. Blessing, curse. Debt, no debt. Bondage to drugs, no bondage to drugs. Bondage to gossip, no bondage to gossip. Are you with me? He says, choose this day, life. We're going to choose life. So that not only me, but my generations can live. Oh, y'all getting this? See, a lot of times we think the decisions that we make only affect us. But they don't. They affect many more people than you think. The decisions that you make affect a lot of people, especially generationally. Amen? Verse 20 says, by loving the Lord your God. So I'm going to choose life. Okay, I got that, God. I'm going to choose life. How am I going to get this life? By loving the Lord your God and obeying his voice. See that? Do you all see that in the scripture? Say, I see it. There's three people that are looking at it. Do you see that in the scriptures? By loving the Lord your God. 
By obeying his voice. Look at this one here. By holding fast to him. Oh, Lord, give me, give me something here. Give me something. You love the Lord your God. That's number one. You obey his voice. That's number two. And what's it also say? And holding fast to him. Are you with me? I think there might be some version. King James Version might say to cleave, to cling to. New International Version might say to cling to or to cleave. I'm, I'm going to do something here. Shelly, I need you just a second, sweetheart. I'm just going to, you know, I'm kind of a little a visual kind of person here. Okay, this is my debt. That's my debt. Come here, baby. Now she's God. Hi, God. Hi. Do you think I want to want to cleave to God? Just stand right there, God. Just don't move, God. I'm gonna try to get you, God. I'm gonna try to get you. I'm sorry. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I, I got, God, I'm, God, I just, I'm trying to get closer to you, God. I just, I want. And this is, you remember, it's not just dead. It's anything else that's keeping you from God. Are you with me? I'm, I'm going to get to God. God, He says to hold fast. Wait a minute, don't you go, God. To cling to. Are you with me? To cleave to. To hold on to. To hold fast to. You know, like, it, like it's in the middle of the storm. And I'm not letting go. God, I'm not letting go in the middle of my storm. I'm, I'm not going to let go. God, I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to cling to you. I'm going to hold fast to you. I'm going to hold on to those things. I'm going to cleave. You got to leave the debt to cleave to the things of God. You got to leave the bondage to cleave to the things of God. You got to leave the drugs to cleave to the things of God. You got to leave the gossip to cleave to the things of God. You got to leave to cleave. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, dear. Appreciate that. Let's give Shelly God a, a, an awesome hand. You know, because it says, if you, if you, doesn't the Bible say that if you love God, you'll obey him? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll obey my statutes, my principles. Are you with me? So we've got to leave to cleave. But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take relationship. Say relationship. It's going to take relationship to God in prayer. It's going to take relationship to God in study time. It's going to take relationship for those things to fall off of you. It's going to take relationship. Not a religion, but a relationship. It's going to take relationships so you learn more about God. You understand more about God. You experience God. I want to experience God. He wants us at that place for us to be in position to receive from Him. It would be hard for God to get some things to me when I was saddled with debt. You all see that picture? You all are going to be thinking about that every time I get a chair. You're going to be seeing that. But you can understand how real the picture is. We can't get to the things of God because of this debt that we're so saddled with. Decision is the key. I believe that if you'll do the natural, God will put the super to it. 
and it will become supernatural. There's some of you that might be in debt today that you're like, I want to break out. There's some of you say, you know what, I, I want to break out of this area that I've, I'm dealing with, with, with drugs or alcohol or bondage or whatever it is. That, you know, like I want to break out, but I just can't seem to break out. That I believe that today things will shift. And if you'll make that decision to say, I'm no longer going to go there. I made that decision. I'm going to get out of debt. Does that mean tomorrow you're going to open up your mailbox and there will be a a check in the mail to get you debt free? I don't know about that. Chances are there won't be. If there is, praise the Lord. Amen. But if it's not, then let's put together a plan to do some things in the natural because when you do some things in the natural, God will put the super to it and he's waiting on you to step forward. He's waiting on you to make a decision so heaven can align with that decision and manifest on earth. Say, I'm out of debt. Say, my needs are met. I got plenty more to put in store. I mean, how do you plan for retirement? Do you think you go to the mailbox and open it up and there's a retirement check? Well, some of you may, and it may come from the government, and it may not be a whole lot. Come on, somebody. But you have to plan it out, right, Lloyd? You have to plan it out. Lloyd's fixing to retire in June. Well, let's just say he's going to no longer work at the company that he's working because I know you guys, when you retire, you just sometimes seem to work a whole lot more than when you, (laughs) or do a whole lot more, or get to do some things that you want to do. Lloyd's retiring at the end of June here. And you know what? He's planned for some things. Did you plan, did you start planning last week, Lloyd? Well, how about the month before? several years ago. See what I'm getting at? So, you know, it just didn't happen overnight. And a lot of times we look at that, and there are some times where the supernatural will take place and things will happen overnight. Amen? I mean, there are some things that will take place, and you'll go, wow. And then people will look at you and go, how'd you get out of debt? (laughs) And you'll say, it's the Lord's, and it's wonderful in His sight. Amen? It's the Lord's, and you've got to give Him the credit for it. Decision is the key to it. In other words, decision is the point of action. James says faith without works is dead. Decision is the point of action. So you could say, you know what, I'm going to have a healthier lifestyle. We'll see the next meal you eat. We'll see whether you get up and walk. And I'm preaching to me just as well as I'm preaching to you. Come on, somebody. I've had some people say, you know what, I'm going to get out of debt. We'll see the next trip to the mall you make. Hello? Get quiet. We got all these people that are saying, I'm ready to get out of debt. I'm making a decision. We'll find out. We'll find out the next time you go to the store. You've got to say no to yourself. You walk in and go, oh, man, that's the latest, greatest thing. Has anybody, maybe it's just me. Can I take a little survey this morning? Has anybody ever purchased something that they thought they wanted or needed that the following week or the following month they realized they didn't need it? Anybody? Anybody? Come on, hold them up. All right, now all, everybody look around, look around, look around. Okay, good, good. I just want you to know that you're not by yourself. <laughs> That we've all done some things like that. We've all made some poor decisions. We've not made quality decisions. And God wants us to make quality decisions. Because the good decision today will give you a better tomorrow. The good decision today will give you a better tomorrow. Amen? Let's continue on. 
as Christians, we've got to learn balance. See, and, and one of the things that if we're going to make quality decisions, we're going to have to learn balance. There's got to be balance. Say balance. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1, says a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. False weights, false measures. And we could look at it and say, well, you know, that's just financially. Well, is it? We need to have some balance in our lives. See, a lot of times we don't have the balance. We need the balance in our lives. Shelly gives me a lot of balance. Praise the Lord for that. Because there would be some things that I'd, you know, I'd live in a tent. And come on, somebody. And, and I'd do other things that I probably shouldn't do. And she gives me balance. Amen? But, you know, when you look at this, there's decisions that I make that I'm blindsided. There's, I have blind spots. But Shelly can shine the light on those blind spots. She can say, well, what about this? Well, I never thought about that. Really? Because I'm designed different ways. Men and women are designed different. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I'm glad that there's differences with my wife and I. Sometimes we have to stay in balance with each other. We have to realize some things. We've got to do what we can do in the natural. But you also have to pray fast. You know, speak the word of God. Do the things that God has called. Live right. Right? To have some balance. I know a lot of people just in the natural where they'll say, you know, I'm going to get out of debt, I'm going to get out of debt, I'm going to get out of debt. And, and they might get radical with it. I mean, their house may go up for sale tomorrow when they haven't talked to their wife and go, what are you doing? <laughs> and the car's for sale and the, and, and, the, and, the, and the furniture's for sale. And out in front, be careful if you step out in the front yard on the yard sale because they'll put a sign on you and they'll sell you from out there. Amen? But, you know, we've got to have balance. Let's put together a plan. What's it going to take for you to get out of debt? Some people are like, you know, I want it to happen tomorrow. I want to get out of debt tomorrow. I want to, I want to get out of debt tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. There are times where it can, and there's supernatural things that can take place. But you've got to begin to do the natural first. So we've got to have balance. We've got to have balance. Say balance. When you get ready to get out of debt, we need to understand that you just can't Go out and spend and buy anything you want. There's got to be balance. We, we've, we've had a lot of counseling appointments with a lot of individuals and a lot of things that's out of balance. Well, you know what? I'm trying to work on getting out of debt and, and, and work on getting out of debt. And the woman is and, and very good administratively. And the husband goes out and buys a John Deere lawnmower, pays, you know, 3000 bucks for the thing and didn't even tell her. Come on, somebody. I mean, I, you know, I like the deers too, but, you know, I like this deer better. Amen? Right, deer? But we don't do that. I mean, it's amazing how sometimes somebody will go purchase an automobile without checking with their spouse. You know, they're trying to have a plan. They, they want to buy a house, but yet you go in and it's, call, it's called hyperconsumption. Say that. Hyperconsumption. I want you to know what it is. It's hyperconsumption. We go and consume this. Look like a Pac-Man. The monsters come out, and, and then they're chasing you. That's the debt man. See, that's the, the who you owe. Uh, you know, in Pac-Man, you know, after you eat the monsters. Anybody ever done that? Maybe I'm really showing my age now. After you eat the monsters, they turn a different color, and then you've got a certain time where you can eat them, and then after that, they change back to another color, and guess who they're chasing then? See, that's the way you are out there, hyperconsumption. And then all of a sudden, the debt person says, Oh, you have a major payment. You're going... Quick, get me to the safe place. 
Get me to another thing. God, make it different. I, you know, it's really difficult. We've got to make a quality decision. You've got to make a what? Quality decision. Again, quality decision. You've got to make a quality decision. You've got to look at the factors. You've got to understand what God is wanting to do when you do that. Balance has got to be the key to some people's lives, and we miss that. We miss the things of God because we don't have any balance. You may want to have a healthier lifestyle, but yet you eat four boxes of donuts. I, 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 I'm, I'm preaching to me here, brothers and sisters. You know, it's hard for me to go to Oklahoma City and not want to go buy Krispy Kreme. I like them a little, never mind. I want you to know, miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles. And some of you that were here last Sunday, signs, wonders, and miracles took place this week in my life. I ate a green pea. I ate some green vegetables. Amen? I mixed it with some homemade mashed potatoes. I've tried it. My taste buds haven't changed. I really don't care for it. So that's it on the green vegetables for me. How many of you know that Christianity is a series of decisions? You go from a decision to another decision to another decision. Let me give you an example. When you came to Christ... Did you make a decision? Yeah. We all made a decision. You make a decision to, you make a decision not to. You want to change things? You make a decision to change things. Once you decided to be born again, no demon in hell could stop you. Oh, come on, somebody. Once you decided that you made that decision and I'm following after Jesus, no demon in hell could stop you. Once you say, you know what, that's it, I'm going to do that. And it's really a true decision from the heart, not the head. Amen? Don't make the head decision. You've got to make it from the heart. He says, those that, you know, that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. That's a, a decision that I've made to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And my scripture tells me that I'm going to be saved. Are you with me? I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling. Come on, somebody. I've made that decision. When you make that decision, no demon in hell can stop you. You decide to get out of debt, guess what? No demon in hell can stop you. You decide to stop gossiping, no demon in hell can stop you once you've made that decision. You decide to put down the drugs or the alcohol or whatever, the extra women or the extramarital affairs or the extra affairs fornication, no demon in hell can stop you. When you make that decision, you make that decision. All of heaven comes in. Angels begin to back you up. All of heaven begins to back you up. Don't you think when you make that decision to come to Christ, heaven's got your back. God says, I am the rear guard in Psalms. He's given us all this weapon, all this warfare, and he's given us the Bible, which is the sword. And there's a, where's my protection from the rear? God says, I got your back. Tell your neighbor, say, God's got my back. Tell him, say, God's got my back. You make that decision, I'm telling you, that the, the devils cannot stop you. The demons cannot stop you. You make that decision and say, I am follow after in Christ. It doesn't matter what happens in my life. It doesn't matter what goes on in my life. What does matter is that I keep my eyes focused on Jesus. What does matter is I begin to step out of the boat and walk on water. What does matter is that I have made a decision and I'm not backing up on my decision. I am very passionate today to say that I am going to get out of debt. Everything that we've got is for as personal wise i've got some business debt but everything we got is is basically paid for except for my house and we got a plan we got a plan to get that thing paid for we got a plan to stay out of debt we got a plan and when we decide that all of heaven begins to back you up all of heaven begins 
begins to back you up. Things begin to happen supernaturally. You get raises. You get bonuses. You might go to the mailbox and there'll be a refund check. Come on, somebody. Or there'll be money that was lost that now is found because you made a decision to get out of debt. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about me. Don't tell him he's talking about me. I'm very passionate at this. Very passionate at this. And I don't want it to come off mad because sometimes I get kind of angry. But if I'm angry, I'm angry at the devil. Amen? I'm angry at what he's doing to the people. I'm angry at allowing the believers, the believers to get duped in to saying it's okay for us to owe, to owe, to owe, to owe, to owe, and the credit card, and to borrow and not pay back, and all these other things. It just, it just, ooh, it just makes me mad. The decision is the door to reality. The de- write that down. The decision is the door to reality. And we got, we got some reality TV shows, don't we, brothers and sisters? Your decision to be debt-free will only become real when you follow it out. You've got to follow it out. Decision opens the door to it becoming a reality. I'm telling you, a lot of people do some stuff because they haven't decided to quit. Well, we know that there's spiritual forces that are going to try to keep them from quitting, stopping it. A lot of people, retirement, a lot of people aren't prepared for their retirement, brother, because they haven't made the decision when they were 20, because they don't think at 20 years old it really matters when they retire. But there are some people that I know that are going to, that their lifestyle is going to change dramatically, drastically, because they made the decision at 20 or 25 or whatever that they were going to put together a plan, put together a strategy to be able to get to the point where they can retire and kind of do financially whatever they want to do. It takes work. Decisions open the door to becoming reality. Without your decision to be debt-free, you won't become debt-free. Without your decision to change your attitude, you won't change your attitude. Without your decision to change priorities, you won't change priorities. Without your decision to have a healthier lifestyle, you won't have a healthier lifestyle. Without your decision to, 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 to ha- make sure that your family is loved and taken care of and communication takes place with your spouse... You won't have that healthy relationship. Come on, somebody. Until you make the decision, you will never enter into reality. That's the reality. Until you make a decision, a quality decision, it won't happen. See, a lot of times we make half-hearted decisions. I've made half-hearted decisions before. We make half-hearted decisions. We say, well, yeah, I think I can decide to do that. No, you haven't really decided to do it. See, when we made a decision to get out of debt, we made a decision to get out of debt. All of heaven began to back us up. And how many of you know, there were things that broke down. There were times we could have gone and borrowed money and chose not to. Chose to work it out without going to the bank. Come on, somebody. Once you make the decision today, you've made this decision today, do not dare go back and change your mind. Don't go back and change your mind. I 
I'm not talking about a decision, but a quality decision. I'm getting out of debt. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to get out of debt. You've been, I've been preaching this since 2004. September 15th was actually the day that we declared war on debt. I'm going to get out of debt. You get out of debt? Does it really matter what happens to the economy? No. Who's your supply? No. Not the president. Not the government. Because God's my supply. Are you with me? Do you know what? Forbes 500, Forbes Magazine, Forbes.com, listed Oklahoma as the number one recession-proof state in the United States. And I believe it's because we're getting out of debt. We're going to owe no man nothing but to love him. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen? quality decision a quality decision doesn't say you ought to it says i will a quality does a decision doesn't say i should it says i shall a quality decision doesn't say i'm gonna but i am absolutely not gonna quit until god this is what happens and i get out of debt decisions open the door to reality decisions open the door to reality you make the decision and guess what all of heaven will continue to back you up it's kind of like, I'll give you an example, a thermostat. A thermostat. Can I put up my thermostat? Anybody know what a thermostat does? If we set the thermostat in this room, and we set them all to 72 degrees, what are those units going to do? Those units are going to work until they bring this atmosphere to what? Are they going to quit when it gets to, you know, 60? Nope, they're going to still bring it to 72. Are they going to continue to work when it's 85? Nope, guess what? They're going to bring it to 72. So we need to continue to bring that to 72. You got my little cartoon thing? It's the second one over. I skipped a couple slides. There, we've got to set the thermostat. And this is what I want you to realize and understand. This is how a thermostat works. Like so. We set the thermostat, I set the thermostat, Mario sets the thermostat, Tanil sets the thermostat and says, I'm going to get out of debt. Doesn't matter what happens when Christmas time comes around. You talk about hyperconsumption, oh man. You know, when you watch TV and you see the Ronco commercials, you know, just for $19.99 and you can get this and you can get that and you can get this and we will throw you in three free of this and two free of that. If you don't need it, don't get it. It's not what you want, it's what you need. If you don't need it, don't get it. You can go up and open your drawer and find 12 knives in there because you bought knives at every, every commercial. Are you with me? Whatever it may be. Now, there may be things that you need, and you know, when you got the money to pay for it, then you get it. That's, you know, that's, you're not going in debt to get it. I, like, I found this, and I had to look at it first. First of all, it's a wax museum. How many of you know if that little boy goes there and turns the thermostat up, what's going to happen to those wax figurines? They're going to melt. And I began to start thinking about the devil and how he operates. And he will turn up the heat because you've made a decision to get out of debt. Don't buy emotional. Stop buying emotional. But don't you understand? They've only got 12 left. I've got to get it. 
Oh, now I got ten. Ten left. Honey, honey, please. I got to get this. They got eight left. I got to get one. I got to have one. My neighbors got one. My other neighbor got one. Mama got one. Daddy got one. Everybody got one. I don't have one. I don't have one. Stop making emotional decisions. Large decisions we counsel that you need to be making with your spouse. If you're not married, you're single, then you need to get somebody else that has a get-out-of-debt mentality that'll say, you know what, I don't know if you really need that. Why don't you wait three days? Wait three days and it subsides. Well, I guess I really didn't need that. The devil will begin to turn up the heat. I'm not prophesying. I'm just telling you from statistically and experience what I know. When you say, I'm getting out of debt, and all of heaven begins to back you up, your washing machine might break down. But you a tither, and you can lay hands on that washing machine and say, you go back to work in Jesus' name. Now, your washing machine might have should have broke down because you had it for 35 years. <laughs> now, listen to this. The heat is on. But it doesn't matter because you're going to stay constant. Because you set the thermostat. What's going on? Whew, it sure is hot in here, 89 degrees. I'm sweating. It's all right. I got my thermostat set, 72, baby. Sure is cold in here. It's 60. Doesn't matter. I got it set to 72. It's going to be warming up in a little bit. Just be patient. Let the thermostat work. Because that thermostat will work, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. And all of a sudden, the, the temperature will go from 60 to 65 to 70 to 72. And then guess what? Whew, we're there. Put a plan together this week. This week. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Set that thermostat and say, I'm getting out of debt. I'm making good quality decisions. I am making a quality decision in the area of my debt. Now, some of you, it might be quality decisions in other areas in your life. I'm stepping out of this bondage. I'm getting out of that negative, critical attitude. I'm gonna, I am going to make a quality decision and set my thermostat that I'm not going to allow negativity to come into my life or for me to radiate any negativity. Come on, somebody. Some of you might set your thermostat. You know, I'm not a very generous person. I don't like to give. Some of you don't tithe. Set your thermostat and say, I'm going to tithe. You know, that's the thing that God says, test me in this. He doesn't say anything about test me in faith, test me in healing. Are you with me? He doesn't say test me in, in, in anything else, but he says, you test me in this, brother, and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing because all heaven is, 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 is attached to your tithes, listen, and offerings. Well, Pastor, God's blessed you. Well, I can tell you what. Without my attitude changing, without me making a quality decision that I'm going to tithe, no matter what. Come on, somebody. I've had people that tell me, you know, I was going to tithe, brother, but you know, I had to give it to the Maytag man. I give it to my God first, and the Maytag man can wait, and guess what? I'll work hard, I'll do whatever God has, wants me to do, and I'll be obedient to him, and sooner or later, boom, there it comes. Maytag man gets his. Whoever, if you're a Maytag representative in here, I hope to. don't mean to offend you or anything. There are people, and I'm very proud of some people that are working hard to get out of debt. I'm telling you, there is some freedom when you get out of debt. If you've ever had a, a 
company call you at night, and now you got them paid off, and you don't have, you can delete their number out your phone book. You know how much freedom there is there? There's freedom. Set your thermostat and say, I'm getting out of debt. Say, I'm out of debt. My needs are met. And I've got plenty more to put in store. What's that going to mean? You know, I'm making a decision. I'm getting out of debt. I'm getting out of debt. This ministry, we owe this building. It's the only debt we have. This building. This building, that's it. That's it. I'm thankful for that. That's pretty good. But you know what? It's still not good enough. Because we've got a plan to get this building paid off. Come on, somebody. We've got a plan to be able to finish the kingdom house. We've got a plan to be able to put together some things with the youth center. Come on, somebody. The community youth center. There's some plans that are there. And as long as we're doing things the way God wants us to do it, all heaven's going to back us up. It's when we start to do things outside the principles and the precepts of the word of God that heaven doesn't have your back. You've made a decision today. Most of you today have made a decision. Will you just stand up just a moment? I want to speak forth strength. I want to speak forth encouragement. I want to speak forth blessing in your life. Today, you've made some decisions. Say, today, I have decided. You've got to fill in the blank, because there's some of you that may not have decided to get out of debt today, but you've decided you're no longer going to participate in gossip. There's some of you today that have said, you know what? I, I, I may not be able to get out, get out of debt, or I, I'm not only deciding to get out, of de- get out of debt, but I'm also going to decide that I'm not doing drugs no more. You've made that decision, and all heaven is backing you up. There's a cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Come on, somebody. I've decided to follow Jesus. There's some of you here today that maybe you haven't decided to follow Jesus. Maybe you just know Him, but you really don't, or know of Him, but you really don't know Him. You don't have that intimate relationship. If you're here today, we want to pray with you. It's about establishing a relationship with Christ, our Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer. Let me pray for you. God, this today has been woven into their spirits. It's been sown into their souls. God, I pray for peace as they make good quality decisions in their lives. Decisions to get out of debt. Decisions to look at those things. Decisions not to purchase things when they know they probably could. Quality decisions in every area. I pray for quality decisions in every area of your lives today. Physically, Mentally, emotionally, financially, every area in your life. 
Quality decisions, quality decisions, quality decisions, quality decisions in your thinking. Seal it to them today, Holy Spirit. Teach us today, Holy Spirit, that it's not your will that we should be in debt. It's not your will that we should be held bondage to those things. The world might say it's okay, but God, you said no. And we're going to begin to operate in freedom, liberty. Because debts are being canceled. Debts are being canceled. Debts are being canceled. Bondages are being destroyed. You're being set free. Just lift your hand to the Lord. Say, Lord, just set me free from that bondage of debt. Uh, Lord, and there's some of you that are just going to have to go through a process of, of repentant. God, I'm sorry that I spent my money in this area, and I, I, I sure spent my money here, and I really shouldn't have. As the Spirit just leads, you just go through a kind of a time of repentance, and you watch. That spirit of debt, we break that spirit of debt over your life right now in Jesus' name. We break that spirit of debt right now over your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wisdom, revelation, come forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wisdom, revelation, come forth. We seek you wisdom. Revelation, come forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive that. Receive that wisdom. Receive that revelation. Ephesians 1.17. You can go home and look it up later. Ephesians 1.17. God, I pray that they have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you more. As we know you more, we will know that the debt is not of you. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, let's give the Lord some praise in the house. Amen? It's up to you now. Hey, you know what? There's some things shifted in heaven, and it's on your shoulders. You can do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do it. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you can do it. And when you do, we want you to visit the Shredinator so we can all rejoice. Let's give the Lord some praise for Carolyn that right now is debt-free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for that. Listen, if you need prayer today, we will pray for you. We've got ministry teams. We'd love to minister to you today. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon in the Lord. God bless you.